When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Nation, welcome to Believe in Miami Heat. I am your host, Joey Levin, back as always, but this week for a solo Believe in Miami Heat. That's right, a lot of news to cover, a lot of things to break down, and I wanted to break them all down for you on my own. Wanted to get into Bam Adebayo, breaking news today, at just a few hours before I'm recording this podcast, the Heat agreed to a five-year max extension with Bam Adebayo that could be almost $200 million with uh, with incentives as it goes on with escalators in his deal. We'll talk about that. We will talk about free agency. I know some people didn't were, were a little skeptical on what was going on. I think the Heat crushed it as always. Mo Harkless in, Avery Bradley in, Jay Crowder, thank you for your service. Derek Jones Jr., thank you for your service. But we will talk about everything that has gone on over the past week, where the Heat stand now among the top teams in the Eastern Conference as defending Eastern Conference champions. I'm going to break it all down for you today on a solo episode of Believe in Miami Heat. But first, let's talk a little bit about betonline.ag because I tell you every week they are the place to be to bet on NFL football, NBA when it comes back, Everything, they got it all. Look, NFL, the season's in full swing. NBA season's about to be in full swing. It's tough to get to games. I understand COVID, the whole deal. Right. You could still be in the action at Bet Online. I've been telling you to bet the Dolphins. I've basically been telling you to bet the Dolphins every week. Last weekend, they killed us. The good news about a bad Dolphins loss is we get to play the Jets this weekend, and we're minus six and a half, so I'm hammering it. If you're ready to bet basketball, though, look, win totals. Bet Online's got win totals. Heat. 40 over under 43 and a half. You want to bet the over minus 115 right now. Bam out of bio to win defensive player of the year. Fourth best odds right now at plus 758. That might be a value bet. You want a value bet? Precious Achua, the newest member of the Miami Heat, well, newest, youngest member of the Miami Heat, I should say, plus 4,000 to win rookie of the year. Who knows? Hey, that might be it. The, the way they're talking about this kid. The way we talked about him last week on the pod, if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. This kid's probably the real deal, and he might have a chance to play early. So plus 4,000, go get your bet in right now. Look, game spreads, totals, team player coaching props like the ones that I just gave you. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. There's always the online casino. It never, ever closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports ex- sports book experts. All right. Look, we got to start right off the top with the news that came out today. The news that everyone has been waiting on. What will, will he, won't he, will they, won't they? Bam Adebayo. Will they sign him to a max extension this year? Will they convince him to wait till 2021 offseason? Are they going to f- try to keep a cap flexibility for 21-22 to go to be part of the Giannis sweepstakes? We got 
an answer. We don't have the final answer because there's never a final answer in the NBA or with Pat Riley and the Miami Heat. But today, the Heat have agreed to a five-year max extension with Bam Adebayo that is starts at $163 million, has escalators in his deal that can bring him up to $195 million. I don't have details on the escalators, but hey, it's well documented the upside that I believe Bam Adebayo has in terms of being a star in this league. So I feel like whatever those escalators are, he's got a pretty good shot at hitting him. So what does this mean? People have had their sights, particularly Miami Heat fans. They've had their sights, their hopes, and their dreams. It seems like dead set on the Giannis Antetokounmpo sweepstakes, I guess you could call it. The idea of bringing him in putting him with Jimmy Butler, with Bam Adebayo, making another super team down here in Miami and winning 500 championships. What does this mean now? Well, first of all, let me say this. I think I've mentioned it on this podcast a few times. I think it's sort of documented. I've, I have not, I talked to Jonathan Zaslow when he came on here. I talked with Alejandro Solana when he came on here. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, I'm still not totally convinced about this fit that people seem to believe that Bam and Giannis will have. So I was never on the bandwagon of we got it. We got to save the flexibility to go get Giannis. Flexibility is good. It's great. It's great to have it. If there's a target, if Giannis is the target, Pat Riley wants to go get Giannis. I'm not going to say no to Giannis. But I've never been totally, totally convinced that Giannis was the be-all, end-all answer for this Miami Heat team after seeing what they did, going to the NBA Finals, being two games away from being NBA champions with this roster, with Bam Adebayo. What I do know is when you have a kid like this who averaged 15 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and over a block a game at 22 years old, one of only two people in the league, by the way, to do that, you know who the other one was? Back-to-back MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. More on that in a second. When you have a kid like that who showed up the way he did in the NBA playoffs against the Boston Celtics, the way he showed heart, the way he played in the finals, the way the skill set that he has at 22 years old that makes him, to me, right now, the third best skill-wise big man behind probably center, I should say, behind Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis. At 22 years old, you lock him up. I understand, you know, you, you want to maybe convince him, hey, the future, and we can win multiple championships if you leave. But if I'm bad mad about it, I'm looking around the league and I'm saying, you know who I'm looking at? I'm looking at DeMarcus Cousins. Because regardless of what you think about DeMarcus Cousins, There was a point in his career where DeMarcus Cousins was the most talented offensive player in the NBA. And that was not long ago. That was 2017, 2018, playing for the New Orleans Pelicans. That's right. He was playing with Anthony Davis, and he was the most talented offensive player. And I I would say, at that time, I don't even think he was particularly close on the offensive end. And if you look at DeMarcus Cousins, torn Achilles... Knee issues, leg issues. I mean, he's never going to be the same again. And now, at the time, he was 27 when he hurt himself. Now he's 30. Now he's playing on non-guaranteed contracts. But the point is, when you've earned a max deal, and 
I believe that Bam Adebayo with the, not just the numbers, but what he brings to the heat culture and what is proven that he is going to be for this team in the future. Not only did did he deserve the, the deal, not only would, if I was him, would I be a little put off by a team coming to me saying, wait another year. Cause we want to go get this other guy first. Uh, I would want that deal and I would want to sign it and we could figure out the flexibility later. And if you're the heat, I think it's the right move. I think you want to keep this kid happy because at 22 years old, I think we may be underestimating what his potential is in the NBA. Yes. I understand that Giannis right now is two time MVP and his numbers are absurd, but at 22 years old, while he averaged 23 points a game. He only averaged 8.8 rebounds per game. And I'm talking about Giannis. He averaged five assists, but he also lost in the first round of the playoffs. And who knows if he had Jimmy Butler on his team, if he would average 23 a game. So what I'm just, I'm just saying that, that while the immediate reaction when it comes to comparing Bam and Giannis is to say, we have to have Giannis. He's one of the best players in the NBA. We got to we got to get Bam to wait and we got to Besides from the fit, I've said this. This is not just me spouting off randomly now about Bam. I've been saying this. Bam might be Giannis. Now, he's not going to be the transition player necessarily that Giannis is, but all the other things, the skill set, the ability to to score in the half court to handle the ball, to pass the ball. I think even his upside as a shooter, We t- I talked to Jonathan Zaslow on here about that. W- what's to say that Bam can't become a decent corner three-point shooter, above the break three-point shooter on off the trail? I-, I just think the upside of Bam is too much to risk there being some type of issue with not giving him this extension. And if it means that you can't go get Giannis, then it means you can't go get Giannis. I think... People are quickly forgetting, Heat fans in particular, that you're too... I know it's the bubble. I know it was a weird year, whatever. Two wins away from the NBA championship. You got to do what you got to do to keep this core together. And on the topic of the Heat are totally out of the honest situation, out of the honest running, yes. So originally, Bam's cap hold, if he wouldn't have signed his extension... Bam's cap hold for next season would have been four, f- around 15 million, 15 and a half million dollars. Now it jumps up to 28 and I guess it could be more with the escalators which we don't really know what they are, but it's 28. So that's 13 more million dollars, 13 million more dollars. They'll be operating assuming the cap next year is 112 million dollars, they're going to be operating somewhere around 120ish, 122 with the deals that they have now. That doesn't mean they can't get creative and go get Giannis. Now, let's not forget that they the Heat, after next season, will have $44 million in team options with Goran Dragic, Andre Iguodala, and Myers Leonard. And I'll tell you this. If it means getting Giannis, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's the difference between getting him and not getting him. Later Iggy, later Myers Leonard, um, almost assuredly, that's $25 million gone. And while I don't think they would just terminate Goron's option, 
I think part of the reason to work out this deal that we'll talk about to get a second year team option is to potentially restructure that deal, still give him $19 million, but maybe split it up over three more years or split it up over two years and really make him a heat lifer. There are ways to get it done. Maybe it's a trade. Maybe if Giannis really truly doesn't want to be in Milwaukee and they figure it out, maybe there's a trade there. I don't know what the answer is. I know it's a, a way tougher. And I think the Heat, basically by making, by by signing Bam to this contract extension now, are saying, I don't think that's them saying, all right, we've given up on Giannis. I think it's them saying, whether we get Giannis or not, we have our future right now. Will we be better with Giannis? Maybe, maybe not. If they think so, sure. Do I think so? I mean, how could you be worse? But I don't know that it's necessarily a great fit. And everybody talks about, I understand heat culture and people buying in and this and that, but it, things aren't always perfect. Things it, things can be, a, gra- the grass isn't always greener. And just to me, I feel like Giannis and Bam are a bad fit together. Great, Both great workers, players, but I think they play the exact same position and I think the spacing and everything would be messed up if they were on the floor together. It'd be really hard to score the ball. But who knows? I could be totally wrong. I think most people disagree with that. I think, generally speaking, I'm of the camp, like a lot of people are, that say, if you have a chance at a guy like Giannis, you go get a guy like Giannis. That's fair, but I don't know if that means mortgaging the upside of a guy like Bam, who I believe has that kind of upside. So for all the people that are concerned now that the Heat lost their flexibility in the 2021-2022 offseason. Just calm down. Just, I mean, seriously, just calm down. We've learned, if we've learned anything in the NBA, things, Pat Riley pulled off a 13-player trade, the biggest trade in NBA history. Five teams, 13 players. Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City and went to Golden State. Okay? Last year with no cap space, Pat Riley brought in Jimmy Butler. Things can, if they need, if they absolutely want it, if Giannis also decides Miami's where I want to be and I'm not signing a a max deal or a long-term deal anywhere else, trust me, you've seen it time and again. We're seeing it play out now potentially in Houston with James Harden maybe going to Brooklyn. If a star player has a place in his mind that he wants to go, there is a good chance he's going to end up there one way or another, and the teams will figure out the money. So, while I understand some people are disappointed that it takes us, it takes Miami. By the way, there may not be any running. Bam and Giannis have the same agent. So maybe we know, maybe the Heat already know something that the rest of the world doesn't. But. All of the reports out of Milwaukee have been all summer or summer, all off season that they're confident and they feel better and better that he's going to sign the super max and that he's going to be there, whatever. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But when you have a talent like Bam Adebayo, you don't wait and worry about other guys. You take care of your guy. I also think that in a, in a way, this shows how high the Heat organization are on Tyler Hero. Maybe 
whether they're right or wrong, maybe the Heat think they have their other star in Tyler Hero. Maybe before the bubble or before the playoffs, they they didn't know. Maybe they saw what this kid did in the NBA Finals at 19 years old and said, oh, damn, we don't have to mortgage our future. We don't have to trade our whole thing. We don't have to piss people off that are already in the organization that are our stars because we have our other star. His name's Tyler Hero. Maybe that played a, Maybe that played into it. I wouldn't be shocked. But either way, if you're a Heat fan, I think there is nothing but good by the Heat about the Heat signing Bam Adebayo to this extension. Keep him happy. Keep him in 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 the organization. Keep developing him because he's an absolute All NBA, All World type of player. He's only twenty two years old. Then there was the rest of the week, free agency. And it's weird. I think I, I, again, I think the Giannis thing, I think the Giannis and the Brad Beal and all the rumors and everything that went on, it kind of skewed a lot of, not just Heat fans, but fans all around the league expecting my team's going to go get this guy or my team's going to go do this or my team's going to go get that guy. I think that that happened a little bit with Heat fans. I'm seeing Heat fans on Twitter reacting. Why aren't we doing anything? When's the move going to happen? When's the... the Heat kind of crushed it quietly in free agency. I think there's an people underestimate maybe how important the Goran Dragic signing is, bringing him back on a team-friendly deal that is has an option in the second year. I think people underestimate bringing Myers Leonard back, even even for the mid level or ten million, whatever he is, ten million in the second year, which is a team option. I think he started most of the year. He and just the energy and the way he fits into that team, you saw it in the bubble. And he made a difference when he was on the floor. He's a good player. I think people underestimate that because they didn't go out and sign this huge, a huge, uh, they didn't, they haven't made the deal for, they haven't traded for Giannis or Brad Beal or one of these guys. The Goron deal may be falling through the cracks a little bit. Super important bringing back Goron. And then go out and get Avery Bradley. Oh, first of all, Jay Crowder gone. Like I mentioned off the top of the show, Derek Jones Jr. gone. I was surprised that Jay Crowder was gone. Thought he would be back. He wouldn't budge on the years. So you got to stick with your plan. You got to give the Heat credit there. Stick with the plan. You're not going to sign Jay Crowder more to more years than you want to give him. And more and and that's another thing that if you're a Heat fan, you got to think like, look, if they didn't think they still had a chance to make a splash next year, then why not just sign Jay Crowder to an extra year? The Heat clearly still have a plan for next year. So Jay Crowder's out. Avery Bradley's in on a two-year deal. Not only one of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA, which was a, a weakness of the Heat at that at that position, which is and he's sort of a combo guard, but he'll guard point guards when he needs to. He can guard twos. He can even guard threes. He is a he is an absolute dog of a defender. He was a catalyst for the Lakers 
defensively, which who had one of the best defenses in the NBA during the entire regular season, didn't play in the bubble. Oh, and he's a 36% three point shooter. So you just got more depth there. So that I, I love that signing and everyone that you talk to or listen to or hear talk about Avery Bradley seems like a guy who will be absolutely perfect for the heat culture worker grinder defensive minded does what he needs to plays where he needs to I think that's a great signing and I think that bringing in Mo Harkless on a one-year deal to essentially replace Jay Crowder is is a deal that's being slept on as well here's the thing about Mo Harkless he's also he's he doesn't have the the He's not. He doesn't have the bulk, I guess you could say, of a Jay Crowder. So maybe it seems like they didn't get a Jay Crowder replacement, but they're the same size. Mo Harkless actually might have a longer wingspan, but they're both six seven. They're both combo three fours. Mo Harkless is a dog on the defensive end. He gets after it on the defensive end. He's a great athlete. He's only 26 years old, which is crazy to think about. He seems like he's been in the league forever. And I think he gets slept on because he's always one of those guys. He gets thrown into deals a lot because he has upside. And his and he's always been on team-friendly deals, but he always he has upside. He was good for the Clippers last year. He shot 37% from three for the Clippers last year before he was thrown into the deal for Marcus Morris. And then... He toiled away, and he was a Nick, and then everything went downhill, of course. He's a career 35% three-point shooter at 26 years old. Jay Crowder, well, look, you can't not—what he did this year was incredible. He shot the shit out of the ball for Miami. He played great defense. He was perfect. You know, you talk to some Celtics fans. Last week, we had uh, Tony Levin on the show who, you know, helped break down the precious Achua draft pick— and he's he's from he's a Boston he he's you know he he's a Boston guy and he even said he's like look Jay Crowder this kind of what he does come to you have a great year and then yeah he's gonna fall off and Jay's not getting younger I think he'll be thirty next year so which is not I mean that's not old but most four years younger and high upside guy. For the Heat on a one-year deal, and if it doesn't work, then he's gone. But I think just in terms of just solely to replace Jay Crowder, love it. I mean, I think I think he's I think he's another guy who is going to fit in really well. Don't forget, he was a very very important role player on the Portland Trailblazers that went to the Western Conference Finals two years ago, and then he was part of the massive overhaul that the Blazers did for some reason in the offseason that totally gutted that team. He was in the deal that sent Hassan Whiteside to Portland, which started the demise of the Portland Trailblazers last year, in my opinion. They gutted their roster, and one of their big acquisitions was Hassan Whiteside. Mo Harkless was out. But he was part of that Western Conference Finals team, and he was and he was important to them. Played some big minutes. Same with Myers Leonard. He was with Myers Leonard out there in Portland. I think he's going to be a really big contributor. And I think when you look at the roster, I think there's a lot of people assuming, and maybe they're right, that they go that the Heat are going to go back to a bigger lineup, bringing back Myers Leonard. So you have Myers Leonard and Bam together. 
But I don't think that's the only option. I think you still have the option of playing Bam with Mo Harkless, Jamie Butler, probably Tyler Hero and Goron. Almost certainly Tyler Hero as the starter. When you look at this roster, though, after last year, you lose Jay Crowder, lose Derek Jones Jr. But you're talking Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Avery Bradley, Jimmy Butler, Andre Godala, Duncan Robinson, Mo Harkless, Bam Adebayo, Precious Achua, Kelly Olenek, Myers Leonard, and I think Chris Silva, I think, is back. UD is, is back, but that team... In a shortened season, or in a shortened offseason, shortened season, quick turnaround after playing in the finals, you got a little younger, you got a little deeper, you got a little bit tougher. Uh, DJ was good. Jay Crowder was good. But the Heat got better, in my opinion, looking at these. Uh, Avery Bradley, when you if, you if you said Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Mo Harkless, Avery Bradley is the best player of those three. Probably then Jay Crowder, then Mo Harkless, but Mo Mo has more upside than Jay. So I like what the Heat did. I love giving Bam his money. He deserves it. I think they did a great job bringing Goron back on the deal that they gave him. He earned that this this one year. We'll see what happens with his team option in the second year, how they, if they're able to, you know, if they're able to use that flexibility to restructure and maybe go after another free agent next year, maybe that free agent isn't actually Giannis. Maybe when the Clippers explode and Kawhi Leonard opts out, maybe he's the guy. I've I've mentioned that before. Maybe there's where there's smoke, there's not always fire in the NBA. We just assume that it's Giannis. We've always assumed that it was Giannis. We've always assumed it was Giannis. Let's just let it play out. But I think what we also should do is understand is that you're bringing back the Eastern Conference champions essentially with the same roster, get a little bit more talented, a little bit younger, and a little bit better. And a year with a quick turnaround where you have a really good shot of going deep again in the NBA playoffs. There is nothing that you cannot be disappointed about an offseason like that. In fact, you should be excited about it because you get to watch this team. One of the most exciting teams we've seen in the NBA playoffs in a really long time. They're essentially all back. If you're not excited to see what, t- I mean, obviously Jimmy and Bam and Duncan Robinson, but Tyler Hero, after what he did in last year's playoffs, if you're not excited to see what that kid does this year, you are not a fan of the Heat or basketball because that kid was electric. And now you get him back. No deals, no nothing. He's back. He stays. Not trading him, not for Beal, not for any of that. Run it back, like Pat says. Now, it's not like it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. I, yes, the Bucks, the Heat smacked the Bucks last year and you know did what they got it done against the Celtics. But those two teams, I think, got a little bit better. The Bucks, look, they're still waiting to find out what happens with Giannis. Is he going to sign the Supermax? Is he not going to sign the Supermax? Um, but in the meantime, they went and got Drew Holiday. They paid a lot for him. They mortgaged their future. They're all in, right? They traded Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, who, look, Bledsoe stunk in the playoffs. So, And Drew's just an upgrade on those guys. Obviously, there's no question, right? They went and got DJ Augustine as a backup. Drew Holiday and DJ Augustine is much better than Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. So that's an upgrade. 
Robin Lopez out, Bobby Portis in. Bobby Portis probably a little bit better for what the Bucks do. He can shoot the ball. He's a little more athletic. He's a more talented offensive player than Robin Lopez. Bring in Bryn Forbes, another underrated signing for the Bucks. Just a flat-out gunner. It, they can they can never have too many of those when you're building a team around a guy like Giannis. Comes from San Antonio, and then Tory Craig, who is a who's a ball hawking wing player who comes from Denver, who they need, who will play a little bit for them because he can he could take up some of that defensive load when uh, when Giannis is on the bench. He can they could throw him in there and he can just he can hawk people. So Bucks got a little bit better. I think the Celtics got a little bit better even without Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward leaves. But the Celtics got Tristan Thompson, and I think that's a huge signing for them. Jeff Teague, a little bit of experience. They drafted Aaron Nesmith, who is widely regarded as the best shooter in the draft, and Peyton Pritchard, who is the Pac-12 player of the year and a great shooter also. The Celtics got a little bit better. So that that top part of the East, and then you throw Brooklyn in there, which you, you kind of have to do. So that's the top four as of right now. We don't know what Brooklyn's going to be. We don't know. We don't know Steve Nash as a coach. Is Kyrie happy? Are they going to have James Harden? Is Kevin Durant healthy and back from the torn Achilles? Because that's the worst, one of the worst injuries to come back from. And guys generally just don't come back from that injury. We don't know. We, that remains to be seen. But I think just based on how they're built and what their talent level is, you have to put them in that top four. So looking at these teams, you know, the Bucks changed. So it'll be interesting to see how they all mesh, but I think they'll have one of the best records in the East. Celtics lose Gordon Hayward. I don't think that's a huge deal for them. It's not a great, but they, they still got deeper. And I think the signing of Tristan Thompson is totally under the radar. I actually wouldn't, would have liked to see him come down to Miami. Uh, Myers Leonard's a great, he's great for the heat, but Tristan Thompson's a, a legit NBA champion, double double guy who can still go, and he was one. That was one of the biggest weaknesses for the Celtics. So, getting him was, I think, a big deal for them. And who knows? Maybe they're done. Maybe they're not. And obviously, they got Brooklyn. Uh, elsewhere, I think in terms of competition in the East, Toronto, I think, stinks. I think they're. I think they might be in trouble, man. The Tampa Raptors. Overpaid for Fred Van Fleet. Okay. He's good. See what happens when you're paying him. Is he good because he earned that because he deserved that that much money? Or is he is he good because of the value for what he was getting paid? Let's see how good he is now that he's making all that money. And then they lost Serge Ibaka and Marcus All, both gone, and replaced him with Alex Lennon and Aaron Baines. Love Aaron Baines. I'm a big Aaron Baines guy. But that's a significant downgrade. Pascal Siakam disappeared in the playoffs last year. Kyle Lowry's getting older. Toronto, not not huge on them. I, I think they're going to drop off. I don't think they're going to be at the top of the East like they normally are. And you got, I guess, Philly, I think, addition by subtraction a little bit. They were able to move on from the Al Horford deal. They got back Danny Green and a, and a pick. Uh, excuse me. They got back Danny Green, Terrence Ferguson, and gave Al Horford in a pick to come off of that deal, to, to come off of the Horford contract. They also moved Josh Richardson 
to Dallas and got Seth Curry. So you move two guys who didn't really fit great, particularly Horford, and you get back Seth Curry and Danny Green, two good shooters. So that team got better. And then they drafted Tyrese Maxey, who uh, another guy who I thought Coach Cow would have wanted to try to send him through the pipeline into Miami after the last two years with Tyler here on Bam Adebayo. But Tyrese Maxey's on Philly. I think he's going to be a good player. And they signed Dwight Howard, who you may not. Philly fans might not be super happy about that, but the guy just won an NBA championship and looked pretty good against the Heat in the finals for stretches. So Philly got a little better, but I'm still not super concerned about Philly. Right now, as it stands today with free agency almost pretty much done, uh, the only free agent really out there that hasn't signed his deal yet well, we uh, is Anthony Davis, and we know he's going back to the Lakers. Uh, we were waiting on Giannis's thing. Uh we're waiting to see what happens with the Rockets. But as far as the East goes, it looks like we pretty much know what we're looking at at the top of the East, unless Harden goes to Brooklyn. And I think it's the Heat, the Bucks, the Celtics, and and the Nets. And I think when you talk about continuity and you talk about what they accomplished last year, the Heat, I think it's going to be a battle, but I think the Heat have to be right there as a favorite or one of the two or three co-favorites to come back out of the East. I really do. And I'm excited to see it. And we'll see what happens. Maybe they're not done. Maybe they are. We'll see what happens. It looks like this is your roster pretty much going into next season. And I'm excited to see it because I want to see these young guys take the next step. And I think they will. So, yeah, I, I like it. I like what they did. I'm excited to see them potentially come out of the East again. So that'll be it. That's it for today's episode. Uh, if I miss anything, guys, leave me a, a rating, review, and a comment in Apple Podcasts if there's anything else you want to hear or you thought I missed about what the Heat did this offseason. If you agree with me, let me know. You know, at Joseph R. Levin on Twitter. Let me know. Talk to me. Let me know how this show is. It's still pretty new. Still working on more guests for you. And the season's right around the corner, so we're going to have so much to cover. It's going to be fun. Uh so we'll see you next week, same time, same place, and until then. Heat Nation. I love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.